It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Here's the give. Walker! Kenny Walker! Touchdown! Smarty! Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and so yes. caught! Touchdown to Craig Lyons! They did it! Armin Ross, they brought the receiving end! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from a young Cabrera. He's got two goals. Marvin Inundo scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good Thursday, Thursday morning to you. It is the ninth day of March 2023. March Madness is upon us. Championship week. Players' championship underway. Holy mackerel. Just had to reach out. Hey, we just got this text. Who sent this in there? Just had to reach out and say the last hour has been the best radio I've ever heard. Heard hot food recommendations and hot takes. Western Michigan Bronco here. Have a great day. You guys are killing it. Well, whoever you are, thank you. I'll tell you, USDA Scott's trying to kill Michigan State's program. I can tell you that much. That's what's going to be happening. Thought he was a Sparty. Apparently, he's trying to do some damage there. And look, with all due respect, you can't. You're not going to hire somebody that had a winning percentage of 41 percent in the Mid American Conference to be the next head coach of the Michigan State University Spartans. This is not going to happen. There's no way. I mean, I hope it does. Fine by me. Not going to bother me at all. It's good for me. But like you, like there's, it's just like anything else in life. You got to, you got to start small. You got to be good. You got to be good and you got to be successful small. And then you get the next opportunity because you were good at where you were at doing a little job. And then the job gets a little bit bigger and you do a good job and you get a little bit more responsibility. You're, you're talking about, I don't know the correct parallel for the Mid-American Conference. I'm not really sure. Um, but it would be like, oh, hell, I don't know. Um, trying to, It'd be like m- moving from like entry-level like sales job and then to get a job at the Big Ten would be like you know, CEO of said company. Like that, that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a wide gap. I'm a Mac guy. I've got friends that coach in the Mac. But the reality of the situation is in Mac basketball, their their RPI as a conference is nineteenth. It's like being a manager at your local McDonald's and then going and being asked to be the head chef at like a the rich three Carlton. star Michelin restaurant. Wow, three Michelin stars. Yes. Entire company stars on restaurants. That's gonna be expensive. But Scott. but that's the parallel. Like, hey, did you manage your McDonald's well? Well, eh. what if you didn't? What if you didn't manage that well? What if you didn't take your local mom and pop restaurant that serves some spaghetti? Is spaghetti in here? It serves some spaghetti. Now all of a sudden they, they want you to be the chef, you know, at like She Wolf downtown Detroit. 
right? Prime and proper. That's where we're sending you. We're taking you from, from McDonald's to prime and proper. That's what you're looking at here. You're looking at a value menu feeding the family for 20 bucks versus 20 bucks won't even like get you in the, they might, get you cost you 20 to, might, might cost you 20 bucks to park your car. Like that's what we're talking about here. No offense to Mark. Like, I'm not trying to be offensive here. That's the other thing is that as someone who works, we were in the offended field, first. So therefore we're being offensive back. <laughs> but some, if somebody works in the field, we, I see these people on a pretty regular basis. Like, unlike other people that work in radio, they can say whatever they want because they never have to see anybody. At some point, I might, somebody might call me to task, and I, I have to present the facts. The facts are the guy had a decade at NIU. There's no debating that. His winning percentage was 41.3%. There's no debating that. Those are the, those are the numbers. 126 wins, 179 losses, 305 games. I got it right here in front of me. You can look at it, too. Sportsreference.com slash CBB for college basketball. You tried to bait me. USDA, he wasn't there for a decade. There for a decade. Scott is out of his mind. Nobody wants Jones over golf. That comes from Dev on Twitter. Thank you, Dev. Guy trips over the 10-yard line. Uh, I asked this question too late yesterday. What is a better credential to have on a quarterback resume, being a league MVP or being in the Super Bowl? Hmm. Uh, probably league MVP. Trent Dilfer went to a Super Bowl. I don't know if that happens again. It's happened before. But, yeah, I would say being the most valuable player in the league, being the best player at in the league, regardless of position, it's pretty incredible. That's a, that's a pretty good honor. Being the runner-up in the Super Bowl, like, yeah. You know, it's cute and all. We can use it to our advantage when necessary, but nah, I don't know if that's better than league MVP. I don't think that Super Bowl loser is better than league MVP. Just my opinion. What else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happiness. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Scott ever give you that phone number to call? Say he's going to give us a phone number. Yeah, the, the thing is, I already have that phone number. Oh! I got the next coach in waiting for Michigan State right here. Jim Beheim is out after 47 seasons at Syracuse. Why are we talking about coach and waiting? Tom Izzo's not leaving. He's not leaving anytime soon. He's got his best recruiting class ever coming in. You kidding me? That guy's going to be Pat Narduzzi's the coach in waiting. Oh, wait. <laughs> Old Narduzzi. Nardog. Nardog all like, oh, you think the Big Ten's good. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Ewing and the Hoyas, uh, they lost the Big Big East. A terrible blowout in their tournament, 48-80. to 80. He's got to be done. Patrick Chewing, see you later. It worked as a player, three Final Fours. National championship, but you got it, it's time to go. This just cannot carry on. Who do you want as your head coach? Mark, Mark Montgomery. Montgomery or Patrick Ewing? Calvin Ridley, quote, I made a stupid mistake betting on NFL games. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Cost you an entire season. No paychecks. No paychecks because you deposited $1,500. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals released wide receiver Chosen Robbie Anderson. 
I, I it doesn't matter to me that he was released. The only reason I pulled this up is because I was like, what do you mean they released a guy named yeah Robbie Anderson from Temple? His name is chosen, allegedly. It doesn't make any sense because if it's chosen Robbie Anderson in the article, but you click on his name and it's just Robbie Anderson. So which one is it? Michael Irvin, according to witnesses, had a friendly encounter with the woman that cost him his week on NFL Network during the Super Bowl. Irvin has filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit against this woman known as Jane Doe and a Marriott International Incorporated alleging a false misconduct claim back on February 5th. Got him kicked out of the Renaissance Phoenix Downtown Hotel, removed from NFL Network Super Bowl week coverage, and it was an assault on his character. Sue that woman. Do not let her get away with this. Where's the closed-circuit television? This is preposterous. Uh, Giants are working on Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence deals because they've uh, got Daniel Jones, the old Danny Dimes locked up. Can't wait for him to lead the New York Giants to another nine-win season. Then people can tell me how great he is. Kevin Durant it was out last night after injuring his ankle in a pregame slip and fall. Should have called Sam is what should have happened. Uh, but he fell. He's going to get that MRI. Very excited. that This was supposed to be his first game at home. Pretty nuts. Devin Booker. Sure, the crowd might have been disappointed. He went for 44 on 17 of 23 shooting. That is outrageous. Colorado police say that no charges will be uh, filed for John Morant. Grizzly star is going to remain out, so he's not going to be charged by police. What happens now? The NBA has got to look and see where he found that little pea shooter at. Where did he get it? Was it on the team playing? If so, he could get up to 50 games suspension, according to the CBA. And also... According to league sources, Steven Adams called a players-only team meeting prior to this event, talking about conduct on the road, behavior on the road. And John Morant went out, and that's probably why he was doing that whole thing. It was just to show Steven Adams that I don't the rules don't apply to me. Ha! You loser. And that's all we got for the headlines. We'll step aside. Back with more X's and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. And on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. 
Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us. I did not know this, but did you know, I saw this yesterday, Mike Tyson, when he's like, I'm the most brutal, most vicious, most ruthless champion there's ever been. That interview, when he said he dedicates his fight to his friend who had just died and he didn't train because his friend, that friend that Mike Tyson is referencing is allegedly the shooter who shot 50 cent nine times. That's the guy. And then because his name was homicide, something i that's a very, that's a common name, common name here. Uh, it was 50 cent who said something along the lines of homo shot me. You know, three weeks later, he got shot down. That was prior to that fight, right? And then Mike Tyson allegedly put a bounty for the shooter of his buddy, Mr. Homo, homicide. So basically, we're talking basically the get rich or die trying was was true. So Mike Tyson puts a $50,000, it was covered in the papers, $50,000 bounty on the individual who kills his friend. 50 Cent says in a song on that album, I heard about the 50 grand you put in the hood. As in the neighborhood. Years later, 50 Cent would buy Mike Tyson's house. How crazy is that? What a story. That's a great album. If you if you haven't heard it, I, I'm, I'm all about you know, great storytellers. Tell me a story. Fantasyland. All right. Uh, J. We Cole. The, uh... J. Cole? J. Cole's a great storyteller. Are you disagreeing yeah, with that? Yeah, me? he is. He is. Um, what's the song I'm thinking of where he goes through his uh, adolescent years? Yeah, like the intro to his, uh, I can't think, Cole World. It, I can't think of what the. Don't say this to James Edwards, by the way. He's a big J. Cole hater. Yeah. James and I, we we don't see eye eye to eye on a lot of things. Well, it's probably because you're taller. Not much. I don't know if you've ever. James is tall. Really? Oh, Jay, he might be taller than me. He's he's very tall. What was he like? Six five. He's he's at least six three. Tweet that out. How tall is James Edwards? Let's see if we can get. Let's see if we can get him to respond. All right, we didn't do this in uh, hour two, segment two, so we'll do it here in hour three, segment two. Uh, it is time for Detroit Lions trivia. Hmm. 
Which Lions legend is one of only four players in NFL history to rush for 200-plus yards and two touchdowns in a game three or more times in his career? Not who you think it is. Can you three or more? 200 yards in a game plus two touchdowns three or more times in your career. A lot of qualifiers there. You need two bills. You need to go across the goal line two times or more. And you got to do that three times. Sims. You know, this is probably like some running back from 2005 or 6 that we're just going to be so mad. Uh, I have no idea. Um, what if I said it is who you think it is? Oh, Barry Sanders. Don't do that to us, Anthony. You can't Sorry. lie to us and then... You can't lie! I thought maybe you thought it'd be... It's a Lions, <laughs> Lions running back record. Where do you think our head's going at? So he said, hey, it's not who you think it is. All right, we'll go to the next greatest Lions running back. <laughs> and if it's not that, it's like, oh, is it James Stewart? Did it? Uh, did we black out for those four years after? Is it Jungle Jim Martin? Did he did he pull this off while you know, the, you know blowing up sea mines in the Pacific Theater before joining the uh, the Detroit Lions? Man, yeah, it was that was bad. I I knew when I said it, I was like, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I do want to bring this up real quick because we haven't necessarily talked about it. And the players' championship is happening this weekend. That little guy that looks like the weasel off of Ice Age is all like, "Oh, I live here in the play at Ponte Vedra, and I don't know if I'm going to be out here. You know, I'd like to go watch and blah blah blah." And I don't, I don't really care. Uh, anyways, wow, are you are you talking about the best golfer in the world? John Rahm? No, I, no, no. We know who John Rahm is. Oh, okay. You have another. Does John Rahm look like the weasel from Ice Age? <laughs> no, Cameron Smith does. That little ratty. What's that thing called? The mullet? Oh, God! Cut your hair. Anyways, <laughs> so Jay Monahan says. Jay Monahan says that this live golf tour shenanigans and Saudi Dan and his little everybody gets a paycheck thing. You don't have to work for it. Just show up and hit some balls. Doesn't matter if you shoot 64 or 164. Everybody gets paid. The PGA has adjusted some things. And they're going to have some limited fields for some events, 70 to 80 players, no cuts. And it sounds, you know, the live golf tour Twitter said, oh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Speaking to these reporters ahead of the Players' Championship, Monahan said that despite some of the changes in the PGA Tour's model for 2024 and beyond, it's still vastly different from Live. He said, quote, I would ask you, do you really think we look the same? You know, the players that are competing in our events in this new format next year will have earned the right to compete in them, and they will have earned it through top 50 position in the FedEx Cup this year, as well as their performance in the fall and ultimately in these swings. In these swings? kind of swinging you do unless you know you're not unless you you know don't earn it and you're just picked because you're one of the really good amateurs on in college no comment okay for what one of these events yeah are there going to be sponsor exemptions i'm sure i'm probably not in those events i'm talking about i'm talking about the events that he's 
saying everybody plays themselves into, which really is not which the case would be these a lot events. of the time. Oh, the 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 you got to play yourself upper, into these the these... upper echelon events. I agree. Yeah. Yes, you have to play into those. Correct. And so, starting in next year, twenty twenty four, the tour is planning to have sixteen designated events, four majors, the players, three FedEx Cup playoff events, field sizes, formats for those eight tournaments don't change. The other eight designated events include the Genesis, which hosted by and <laughs> uh, Arnold Palmer, Arnold Palmer. The Memorial, Jack Nicholas hosts. They have limited fields, 70 to 80 players, no cuts. Tournament of Champions in Hawaii will be another event, 50 to 60 players, no cuts. The other four designated events haven't yet been designated. Okay. I can dig it. I can understand. Uh, just, I was looking through the internet and found some news on this Tiger Woods story that is great, that you'll just love. Oh, do share. I so, know. Uh, when Woods and his now ex-girlfriend broke up and was removed from the house, uh, Tiger Woods told her, like, hey, we're going to go on a vacation. She packed for the airport, and that's when the lawyers informed her that she was kicked out of the house. <laughs> he told her to go on vacation and change the locks. Bing bong. <laughs> Tell me he's not already your hero without telling me he's not and your then hero. He did things right. He goes, hey, you get your money you put into the accounts in the house. Here's it all back. I'm going to pay for you to stay in a hotel while you get your life together. But come get your things. You're out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how we did it. That's how he did it. He says, here's all your money out of the accounts. That you might have put in? Yeah, it was roughly like 40 grand of cash in like accounts. Said, hey, you can come get your <laughs> he, things. He probably said, here's 300 grand. Leave me alone. Paid for her to stay in a hotel. Like he goes, you can stay in a hotel as long as you need until you find somewhere else. I'll pay for it. But I can be your hero, baby. Tiger Woods for president, folks. Tiger Woods, go on vacation, sweetheart. We're here with the Magic Johnson. I'm not going to be there. We're back with more X's and Bros after this show the Michigan Sports Network. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra. The perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. 
If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kayla, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Join us now, color analyst for the Michigan State Spartans on the Spartan Radio Network. Matt Stegengum. Matt, my friend, good morning to you. Welcome back to the program. The pride of GR himself. How are you this morning, partner? <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. I got to, you know, man, I got to ask you because we're watching Spartan Hoops this year. And, you know, you're talking to somebody with a C Web jersey hanging up behind him, just so we know, you know, what side of the fence I'm on here. And I'm, I'm listening to Spartan fans, and I'm watching this team schedule these juggernauts at the beginning of the season, and they finish the year at 19-11. and 11. They're able to secure themselves, buys in the Big Ten tournament. How do you quantify what this season was for the 2022-23 Spartans? Is this season a success in our Spartan fans that might be a little bit displeased with how the year went from time to time? Are they taking greatness for granted? <laughs> Well, you know, at this moment, I, I, I real truly, this season it's not finished. The story is not over um, I, because this team, like like most Tom Izzo Michigan State ball teams the last twenty five years, are playing their best basketball basketball right now. And so, I, I think we can still do some things to make this season a, a truly big success. But you know, given everything they've they've gone through, you know, the injuries and uh, the tragedies and. Um. It, it. Yeah. I think. I think overall, you do label this season as a, a success, and especially, you know, where it's, where we've landed here uh, this week uh, with a double buy in the Big Ten tournament. I, I think that you know says it all. And you would take a look at one of the one of the strong suits, and and I talk about this young fellow all the time, and I probably don't give his running mate as, as much love just because the, I think the story surrounding Jaden Akins and the fact that Tom Izzo stood up for him, he'd stuck with him throughout some of the uh, shenanigans that took place throughout his AAU years and then accepting him and then getting him back from injury the way that he has been playing. But Tyson Walker, great teams in the NCAA tournament and in any sort of tournament play, you got to have really good leadership, and that all starts with great guard play. Do you think the, Spart- the Spartans got enough there? Well, you know, I've commented that I think we have one of the best backcourts in the country. Now, you mentioned the word leadership. You know, I think a lot of guys on this team have kind of looked to each other, and no one's ever really kind of stepped up and taken, you know, the reins to really lead because A.J. Hogard would be that natural guy, but he's 
he's not the, you know by 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 seniorship not the guy you know it, it it's kind of been odd and i think that's maybe the one hold or drawback this team has had but you know but you know jade nakins you know when you mention him first of all he's just a terrific kid yeah he's had troubles but he's just a wonderful young man and i'm i'm really proud of him cuz again here's a guy that you know came back from an injury in the summertime and then had a midseason injury and playing some of his best basketball in a green and white jersey. So, you know, when you have a, a guy now that it's kind of like the fourth added score, he's a, he's a nightmare for opposing coaches when they have to try to, uh, you know, game plan this, this Michigan State ball club. Joey Hauser was a guy that got a lot of flack last year, Matt. Uh, I mean, I, I happen to be one of those people on social media, and I read through the comments, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions right now that probably have never even shot a basketball in their life, much <laughs> less in a game that actually means something, whether here nor there. But, man, there's a lot of criticism. That young man just stuck, just, just stick with it. That's all you can tell him to do, stick with it. Keep shooting. Shoot yourself out of it. He's shooting almost 46% from three, shooting 49% from the field, a, a smooth 86 from the free throw stripe. What changed from last year to this year with Joey Hauser, in your opinion? Well, good question. I, I don't think a lot really changed. I, you know, we were talking about how, how good his numbers were last year and how he was the most efficient player on the ball club last year. And Tom Izzo kept talking about that. I mean, it, it seemed like nobody was really listening. Because I think people just expected so much from Joey. So, you know, really nothing changed. I, I think just people now are appreciating him more because uh, he is a terrific ball player. And, uh, you know, I, I think at times you just get frustrated. I think people get frustrated because they just think, you know, maybe he's, he's better than, than what he's given. And he's been nothing but a really good basketball player. Michigan and Michigan State play in the first go-around in East Lansing. It's a total rock fight, right? I mean, it's 59-53. <laughs> no one can buy a bucket. The offense, everybody's just running up and down the floor looking at each other. You throw it off the glass. Now I'll throw it off the glass, right? It's one of those games. In Michigan State, they win a lot of those games, a lot of those slugfests where offense might be tough to come by. And then all of a sudden, they're, go they're, gonna, they're supposed to play Minnesota after holding Ohio State to 41 points. They're supposed to play Minnesota. That game gets canceled. They play Michigan. They lose to Michigan 84-72. And then all of a sudden, Michigan State Spartan Hoops turns into the ABA. We're talking about putting up points. Uh, they're looking at 80, 106, 80, 84. What in the NBA is going on with this team right now? A team that was holding everybody to like 60 points or less surrenders 112 to Iowa? What happened? We went through stretches where we're shooting over you know 70% as a team from the three-point land. Uh, it's I don't know. Uh, it's so hard to explain. Uh, I think it just shows how good this team can be, uh, and maybe it makes it frustrating for fans wondering, you know, why isn't it this way for every game? Well, that's just the way you know sports work. Uh, but it does provide the insight that this team can win in a variety of ways. <clears throat> you know, the Big Ten is primarily in basketball, you know, defensive minded, and you know, obviously defense wins championships. So. You can always, if you have a bad shooting night, rely on defense. I mean, that'll always be there because it's primarily effort. And you can bring effort every night. The shooting might not be there. So, I mean, again, this team can win ugly games, and this team is now showing, hey, it can, uh, it can run with anybody. It's always been a staple of Tom Izzo's offenses uh, in Michigan State. I mean, back to when I played, way back when. You know, we just love to run the basketball, run up and down the floor, and score as many as we can. 
Who is the guy? And and I'll take uh, I'll take Tyson Walker out of the equation. I might even have to remove Joey Hauser. I got to put some parameters on this thing because I'm I'm digging right here, Matt. Who is the guy in in your mind that must be solid for the next month? Who's going to be like the keystone spe- uh, piece here if Michigan State is going to have to make uh, if they're going to be able to make a long run here in March, headed into April? Yeah, it, for me, I, I, I hope it's obvious, but it's AJ Hogarth. Yeah, he's a uh, he's got to be solid. He can't turn the ball over. He's got to be finding shooters. And, uh, and I really believe when it comes down to getting a big shot, he's got to be able to find the guy or be the guy because uh, the ball's in his hands a lot. But you know, the big shot guy has been Tyson Walker, but AJ Hogarth for forty minutes has to be really good. Uh, that's success in tournaments. Um, you know, the, the little things, not turning the ball over, setting up for easy shots, making free throws. And A.J. Hogarth has really been very, very good uh, this year. And, uh, and you just hope. I mean, his, his kind of you know, Mendoza line, if you would, is four or five turnovers. If he has that many turnovers, we generally don't play well. And Matt Steginger joining us right now, radio analyst for the Michigan State Spartans on the Spartan Radio Network. The game in Iowa, the ending of, I don't know why this is, and maybe this is because I'm, I'm part fan as well, is that when you lose a game to a team and you might have to see them again, you almost kind of fear, like, what if that happens again? The odds of that happening again, what took place out there in the corn between the Spartans and the Hawkeyes there in the last 90 seconds, when you were watching that, what was going through your mind as it was just made shot after made shot and free throws and it just the chaos that went from, hey, we're up this much, everything should be fine, to all of a sudden, oh, my God, we're going to overtime. Wait a minute, we just lost by six points. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was fortunate for me. Uh, I, I missed two games this year, and that was one of them. Oh, you fort- locked out there. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I, I had to be away for a, a family funeral. So I, oh, I, I was – uh, yeah, I, so I never, I've never watched it, nor do I really care to go back and watch it. You know, I, I, but I was following along on my phone, and I actually tuned in with oh, about two minutes to go in the game, and I say, oh, okay, we're up 12, you know, 12, 14. I go, great, you know, this is the win we need. It sets us up well for the double buy in the Big Ten tournament. And um, in, in driving then where I was, I, I actually listened to Will Team and my guys and Kevin Pauga, and I'm like, okay, we, we still got this. We still got this, right? And then you know the you know the, the world caved in, and I I just couldn't believe it. So, um, and I did watch probably the last thirty seconds, and then overtime, which is probably the worst basketball I could possibly want to watch. And uh, it, it was just uh, it's one of those things I've I've never experienced that as, as a player. Um, I, I, it's hard to explain. And then the next game at Nebraska again, the almost scenario, the same scenario, almost played out. You know, we were up 10 with two minutes to go, and, you know, you know teams are going to make this little run. And I think, you know, the adversity, like anything, is how you respond to it. And that team responded, you know, really well, obviously. We won the Nebraska game on the road, and uh, I, I think that in itself was what this team needed to put that Iowa loss behind them. And, you know, now <clears throat> we have a great chance. I mean, we'll see what happens. More than likely, we'll play them. Iowa on Friday, and I hope we do. I really hope we do, because, again, we can exercise those demons and put that behind us. And, you know, here's what's crazy about basketball. Rutgers goes to Minnesota, and almost the same thing happens three or four days later. So, uh, you know, I don't think Michigan State can feel too bad about what happened. So, uh, you know, a lot of good things have happened since that Iowa game. 
Matt, throughout uh, my years, 35 years as an NBA coach here, obviously, I, I, there are certain things that I watch Michigan that just drive me crazy, right? And I, it's got to drive the coaching staff crazy. I mean, these guys have forgotten more than I'll ever know, so it's got to bother the hell out of them. What is one thing that when you're watching, take us through the mind of a player and as a, and, and an analyst here, when you are sitting there watching the Spartans play, is there something that you see that happened, you might see kind of consistently that you can kind of watch, tell fans that, hey, when you see this, just know I'm irritated beyond belief. Because for me, <laughs> it's the lack of movement without the ball with Michigan. That drives me. I'm like, yo, so move the ball and move without it. Somebody go set a screen. I don't care if you go run up in the bleachers, for God's sakes. Just go do something. What drives you wild? About Michigan basketball? Or Michigan no, no, State about basketball? Michigan State when you're watching your team. <laughs> I don't watch Michigan. I try to watch as little as possible. <laughs> I don't blame you. The way this season's uh, gone, no, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me any. Uh, um, well, it's a good question. I mean, I, I, I have the luxury of uh, watching these games, sure, as an analyst, but I, I do it from a, a fan standpoint as much as I can. I really have a good time with it. And, um, yeah, it, it is – you know, offensively, when the ball doesn't move, it stays in one person's hands. I mean, I don't mind the pick and roll. I mean, I've played in the NBA. I played professionally. You know, that's a lot of what the game is. It's a great piece of the offense. But, you know, for this game has become so heavy dependent on the three-point shot. I really, you know, to really get good looks, the ball has to move. They have to pass the ball. You have to catch defenses, you know, as, as the motion is, is, is switching. So, you know, that, 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 that's frustrating. I, I wish... You know, we could, we've struggled this year uh, and, and, and a little bit over the last few years of, of transition um, and scoring the points. We talked about this earlier, you know, not scoring maybe 70 or more, more points um, in games. And that can get frustrating. I, I, I know teams get back on us. We, we talk to every opposing coach before the game, and they all, every coach will say the same thing about how to approach games with Michigan State. And it's, it's getting back. Uh, not sending people to the offensive glass. So it, it's, you know, I, I, I do feel like I, I watch so many games that I, I, I see the same thing night after night. Um, but again, it, it is what it is. That's the way things go. And I, I really don't get frustrated. Hey, fans, you heard the man. Move the ball. That's what we can't have the ball stick. All the youth coaches out there, move the ball, move without it, do something. I, I watch all these guys. It, it, it's like they bought it. You want to be a spectator, buy a ticket, have some popcorn while you're just sitting around watching in the corner. Come on, do something. All right, uh, Matt, I ask everybody we talk Big Ten basketball with because I can't figure it out. And it, it turns out nobody really has a real answer. So maybe you do. Is the Big Ten, are, are, is the conference as a whole good at basketball? Are they good at hoops? Uh, what, what, when you watch this conference top to bottom, because it was. You know, it was a logjam there between 2 and 10. Everybody was just kind of stuck. So the Big Ten, some bracketologists have us at 10 teams getting in. That's great. Sure, fine. I think it's a little much, but whatever. If they want to put 10 in, put 10 in. Are there 10 teams that are deserving? Well, I don't know. Um, and I hate to not give you the answer you're looking for. Um, but I, I, I always believe the Big Ten is one of the best conferences in the, in, in the country, without a doubt. So... I, I, are they deserving? Yeah, abs absolutely. I mean, there's so much parity this year. We've like, like we've never seen this uh, in the last 20 years. Uh, something like where a team uh, just watching Northwestern at Rutgers the other day. Northwestern wins; they're the two seed. They lose; they go down to the nine seed. That's just an, an incredible uh, set of circumstances, and uh, so much based on one game. So. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, if Northwestern had dropped all the way down to the nine seed, do they still not get in? Do they not get into the tournament? 
I, I find that hard to believe because they've done so well. So, um, 10 teams, yeah, maybe. I, I hope we do, too. And uh, I hope someday soon, if not this year, someone from the Big Ten wins another national championship. Yeah, amen to that. Who is, from an opposition standpoint, who has been maybe the one player that you like to watch the most? In the Big Ten currently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's odd because, you know, with <laughs> with the transfer rules, guys are coming and going so much, uh, it, it gets frustrating. Um, I, I, on my own team, I, I love our backcourt. I love watching A.J. Hogart. I love the way he moves um, you know, with the basketball when he's moving downhill. Tyson Walker, Jaden Akins, I really do enjoy watching these guys. Um, the, I, w- I would say the, the opposite. The hardest thing I, I have watching right now is watching like like a Purdue. And I don't mean to be mean to a Zach Eady, but it just it's, it's hard to. It's so different, uh, and he just he's so dominating. But in a way, I don't enjoy watching the game. Um, that that's probably the guy I don't like watching the most. Hey, guy's an alien. I mean, people don't understand how big he is. I tried to describe it to him, and his, his, his cranium is the size of a football helmet. Like, he's just huge. But I think that, like, the Big Ten, we've got some good guard play. You mentioned your guys. We've got some big guys. You know, you look at uh, Zach Eady, Hunter Dickinson, Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, you, you think about Jalen hood Shafina. Like, there's good players. Northwestern, like, this sneaky good all season long. I think it's been a really fun year. You mentioned uh, the word parody. Kind of where does Illinois fit in this mix? Like, there's so many good teams uh, throughout this conference that I hope the NCAA will, will open up the door and, uh, and allow some teams in, you know, specifically my team and your team uh, as well. The double by Michigan State will face the winner of Ohio State and Iowa in their Big Ten tournament kickoff there on Friday. Matt Stegenga, the pride of Grand Rapids, Michigan State Spartan alum, analyst on the Spartans Radio Network. Thank you so much for your time this morning, my friend. Studio audience, they love you. Have a great call and enjoy the game tomorrow, my friend. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. There he goes, and uh, always a pleasure to to get him on the horn. And look, man, move the ball, move without it. How many times I gotta say it? Get to the free throw line. That's my think- biggest discrepancy with this team. <laughs> You're one of the best free throw shooting teams in the nation. You're in the three hundreds of free throw attempts. Are they really three hundreds? I believe so. Yeah. Dear heavens. Do you think that he understood my sarcasm with my 35 years of NBA coaching experience, or do you think that Matt Stengigan now believes that I was an NBA coach? I think he knows where you're coming from. Okay. I just want to make sure. I was like, wait, wait a minute. What if he actually You showed thinks? great restraint not bringing up Eminem, Mark Montgomery, <laughs> during that interview. I, yeah, I can't throw him under the bus. I Did I think about, well, you know, earlier, Matt, uh, you know, it was This is what we deal with. In hour number two of today's program, we had an argument over who would be Tom Izzo's coach in waiting. Like, like he announced that he's not coming back. Like, he got the Jim Beheim news. Oh, he's not. Tom Izzo, this team's 19 and 11, folks. They are the bane of my existence, the entire school. Tom Izzo, obviously, is a Hall of Famer. He's already in it. They should have a separate Hall of Fame specifically for college. He He'd should be, be in, in that, that too. too. He is like. They're 19 and 11, and people are mad, and they are having, once again, how many consecutive tournament appearances? 25, 26. Exactly. Uh, you lose count after so, this. this Some long. people can't even get there, and he goes every single season. That is the, that's the minimum. The guy's yeah, great. It's like Gonzaga, Michigan State, and then after like 26, 25, then it's like 9, 6, 4. My team's on the ropes. That's all we got. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Here at Nexus and Bros, Michigan Sports Network.